Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, I hope that you all are enjoying the time with your family. I wanted to have a special episode as Lost in Space Season 2 is about to hit Netflix. Now, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite shows on TV, on Netflix. Uh, and I, I can't say enough about this, this second season. It's really exciting. It's fun for you guys to watch. I don't want to spoil anything, so I really won't give much more of my opinion other than the fact that I love the growth of the characters. One of the things I love about this series is how imaginative uh, the worlds are. It feels like fully lived in worlds. And so it really is, you're able to just kind of just be entertained to go off into another galaxy and uh, enjoy. But then on top of that, the family that is put together with the Robinsons and their friends uh, and the harrowing positions that they're put in, it just makes for really great entertainment. And this is uh, an exciting episode because I get to talk with some of the cast and crew of Lost in Space. And so before I get into that, um, you know, you kind of heard my review but one of the things I really enjoy about this series is that it's very family friendly. Now I got a five and seven year old and as I was pre-screening the series, I was able to let them see some of it. So I'm gonna have them tell their opinions of what they thought. My daughter kind of gives, it's not really a spoiler because you can kind of guess that this is going to happen. Uh, but just in case, you can skip ahead 10 seconds. But this is what she thought. I like Judy because she tried to, she saved her family. I like Will, he's a good brother. And I don't like Dr. Smith. <laughs> All right, KJ, so what did you think of Lost in Space season two? Um, I, lo I loved it and I don't like Dr. Smith. But why not? Because she's a bad. She's a bad? Mm-hmm. She's a baddie. <laughs> All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Please enjoy these interviews. What's going on, everybody? This is Kevin Sampson. I am on the line with Maxwell Jenkins, who plays Will Robinson, Parker Posey, who plays Dr. Smith, and writer Zach Estrin for the Netflix series, Lost in Space. Guys, welcome to Picture Lock. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So we said we were going to jump straight into this. And I got to tell you, first off, I love Lost in Space. Like, I, oh. it's like mm -hmm. the equivalent of This Is Us, but in space for me, because I find myself like crying at like every single episode at some point. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so first, <laughs> thank you guys for, for, for just putting this all together. But uh, one of the things that I noticed is that at least when lost in space and the unknown, it seems like life and death stakes are a constant occurrence. So as actors and as a writer, what excites you about portraying that through your characters? I mean, I guess what's nice about uh, playing a kid in space is that even though, even though some, such crazy things are going on um, all around you, it, you really, you really also get to play that like kind of family aspect where you, yes, you may not always, like as Will grows up in space, um, so, do, so does, so does his feelings and so does, so does his dynamic in the family. And, um, 
what I find is that as as the series progresses, Will has more of a more of a stronger kind of warrior, but like peaceful warrior role, <laughs> where he where he needs to kind of prove himself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Parker. I think all these characters, you know, we're in a constant state of fight or flight because, like, <laughs> 10 episodes. Right. So it's really, really a lot of energy that that uh, we we use in these, you know, we use in these scenes. It's that's that's a lot of a lot of fun to do, and it you know requires a, a certain intensity, and sometimes we're very physical, and we do things that we wouldn't do in you know in life, like scream and run and and um, although you scream and run i think you know sometimes when i'm chasing yeah you. that's <laughs> yeah, that time yeah that time yeah <laughs> so um it's it's kind of fun you know once you get your energy going and your adrenals and all that um it's it's hard to kind of put a lid on them from a storytelling standpoint you know it's always it's great way um uh, uh, adventure and stakes uh, are a great way to learn about characters because you see how they react to very dangerous situations. And so we usually use those kind of things not just to make, make people jump or to be on the edge of their seat, but to reveal the characters and how they react to them um, and, and make people think, what if their own family was you know, being chased by a giant, no-armed lizard um, <laughs> across the desert? How would you react to that? And, um, you know, I love... I love watching the show with my kids because it makes the show that much more alive. Me too. I do the same. And that's the crazy thing. So I have a five and a seven-year-old, but yeah. I can actually watch it with them. Like, it's actually family-friendly, even though, yeah. like, it's, like, some harrowing situations. And sometimes my five-year-old might get a little scared. But, yeah, on that note, um, my daughter absolutely hates Dr. Smith. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> not not the one that's, like, trying to be sneaky and all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so that part yeah. is actually fun. But I, I, I am wondering... This season, we really get to see Dr. Smith and Will grow in various ways. And you guys kind of talked about that. Um, but honestly, over the course of the two seasons, I think they may have the biggest character arcs. And so I'm wondering, like, for you guys, what does it feel like to kind of go through that journey and, and growth? Because I, I think as an audience member, it's just so much fun to watch, so much fun to kind of, like, my emotions are manipulated, whether I'm, like, rooting for someone or, like, I'm just like, ah, like, I literally talk at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my nephew, Rowan, in, who lives in Austin, like, when he was watching it and, um, I was on the phone with my cousin Samantha. Apparently, he was he threw the remote control like at the TV. It was like, "What <laughs> is she doing? Why is she doing that?" Right. And, you know, I'm like, "I'm your aunt, Parker. Like, it's it's a show, so it's, <laughs> it's fun to um to to play such a villain like that, and um, you know, just someone who's a real stinker too." <laughs> but we don't know what really happened to Dr. Smith. We still don't know. That's the other thing that's interesting about this kind of format is when we flash back and we we see what how you know possibly what made her who she is today and and um but at playing that um you know empathy and compassion and the scariness and the darkness um 
it's all just like so much fun to play. I I I, I love playing the part. Nice. Yeah. Um. I feel like what's so nice um about playing Will is that you know in between each season I'll go home and I'll go to public school and I'll I'll grow on my own and then when I come back I get to infuse the aspects of what it's like to be a normal kid with Will Robinson who is so who yes he is a normal kid but he's also so mature in so many different ways that is um it's really fun to like piece those different parts of a kid together to create Will. It's it's really cool for us to watch with Max and Will because um, there's such a similarity. You know, if you think about like, you know, Max is a very ordinary kid, but you know, maybe to other people that they look at him in school and like, oh, that's the kid from the television show. And when you think about Will Robinson, it's like, oh, there's Will Robinson who we all knew. That's the kid with the robot. And so, mm-hmm. like, there's a real sort of duality aspect to the the character with Max and who he is and with. Will Robinson, and so it's been so fascinating to watch these two characters. Sorry, one one's a character, one's a person. Yeah, Actually, Will is a person. Is a character. <laughs> You're like, wait, which one? Are, wait, which one are you? The real one? Who are you? I'm the fake one. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I live so, in your dreams. I haunt I you. I love it. Uh, watching them both grow together is has been a truly um, remarkable and special journey for all of us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I wish we could, like, geek out and, like, really dig into spoilers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I, one thing that I do want to uh, ask you guys about is from the writing and production design standpoint, like, the show really feels like a real and lived-in world that's, like, in our not-too-distant future. And so, you know, just looking at the set pieces and the planets that you guys are on and all that kind of stuff, it feels so authentic uh, as a viewer. And so I'm wondering, like, what do you like, what's the most fun portion of being on set? And especially this season for you guys, what's been the 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 highlight? Um, I, I guess, you know, for for me, the most the most fun part for me is always getting to see new places and meet new people. Um, like, what's nice about being a kid on set is I'm learning so much every day from all these incredible professionals that I'm around. Um, and then also getting to getting to see all these incredible places. It's it's. Doctor Smith was locked up, so I didn't get to go to all these incredible places. <laughs> <laughs> Max went to Robinson's went to. But where did you find a dinosaur bone? I found a dinosaur bone in Alberta. Okay. Um, yeah, so we filmed in this place where there's, they found the most intact dinosaur bones out of anywhere in North America. And um, I actually saw one up on a cliff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a dinosaur bone. And Molly and JJ, they're like, no way, it's not a dinosaur bone. And a special effects guy went up and found it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this kid's right. It was a dinosaur bone. <laughs> so I found a dinosaur bone. There, and there are so many in the area where we were filming that legitimately they're like, oh, yeah, they're everywhere around here. We just haven't had time to collect all of them yet. There are so many hundreds and thousands of them there. It was a, a really – it actually felt like we were lost in space. Um, part of what we <laughs> did show that, that you sort of picked up on is we're trying to make a believable science fiction environment so that you don't feel like, you know, oh, there's a thing that, that could never exist. You know, we like to make it grounded so that you feel like this could actually be happening versus, you know, um, some shows where it's like all about, you know, super slick 
fancy, you know, modern technology. We yeah, like this that. is more grunge. Yeah, we like a little bit of grunge, a little bit more Star Wars than Star Trek, if that makes sense. Yeah, te- definitely. I know we're kind of probably wrapping wrapping out here, but uh, the robot, right? So it's an interesting kind of, especially in season one. It's like this kind of love triangle between uh, Will and Doctor Smith and the robot, obviously, because you guys have that connection. And then we kind of see that a little bit this season as well. And so I'm wondering, you know, for you guys, like, what is it like playing against each other, kind of like for the robot's attention in in some ways? But then also, like, is it, I guess, is is there a guy that's in the suit that for the robot? Like, talk a little bit about uh, the robot him itself. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in on the robot question, and then I'll let these two brilliant people answer about about their, their character dynamics, you know. The robot is the robot. Um, let's just put uh, put it that way. The robot is a creation of a lot of um, very hardworking people who bring this this incredible character to life. You know, he's a wonderful mix mixture of technology and wonder and nature um, that um, creates that robot as a character. Um, a lot of people go into to bringing it to life. I'll just yeah, when when I when I met Zach and everybody on the on the phone on like Skype, um, I was like, do I get to act with the robot? <laughs> Am I gonna have a, a lot of scenes with the robot? Um, I was so excited to be able to uh, to act with you know this inanimate object, and uh, when they said yes, I was I was so thrilled because you know as a kid when you would see, you know, Lost in Space was the first show to have a robot within the show in the beginning of television. So as a kid, like it was double screened, right? So you're watching the show, but then there's this other screen that's a robot. So there's, there's something when we're acting with the robot in, on our show that we're just, I mean, we, we love it. We, we geek out. We, I, I, it's not hard to feel for him to want to um, take care of him, be guided by him, <clears throat> and I'm just I just feel really lucky that as as Dr. Smith I can I can do that and and will too, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean working with the robot it's 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 its own kind of mysterious feeling. Um, and for me the way I look at it is um, I I have two rescue pit bulls back at home, so working with the robot is a lot like working with my dogs. Uh, you know, because they're fierce, they're loyal, but they'll protect you at, they'll protect you, and they're, yes, they look kind of menacing, and they have a bad reputation, but it, at their core, at their heart, they are these incredibly kind and smart, intelligent creatures, and to me, that's what the robot is. And, and I love how, in season two, since, since you've had the opportunity to, to see some or, or, or all of it, that the robot is growing as a character as well. In season one, it was very much this thing that we didn't quite know about and we weren't sure how he felt. And now the, the robot himself itself is becoming, um, is evolving as well, um, just like the rest of the characters in the show are. And so the growth of, of that character in season two is what I'm really looking forward to people seeing. Yeah, most definitely, because uh, I think even within it, uh, 
Yeah, it was near the end of the the season. Uh, I forget who said it. It might have been Penny was like, the robot can only say, or no, it was uh, Maureen. She was like, the robot only knows like five words. And then Dr. Smith is like, I only needed to hear one. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, guys, thanks so much. Again, I really enjoy this show. Season two was absolutely amazing. There were times when I wanted to throw the remote. There were times when I had two fists up in the air. There are times (laughs) when I'm like trying to make sure my wife doesn't see me crying over in the corner. But yeah, this is just a a fun (laughs) ride. People like you are who we make the show for, so we're, we're, we're super, super appreciative. What if you could have a film critic, film festival director, film publicist, and fellow filmmaker guide you with your film's PR and marketing journey from pre-production to post? I'm Kevin Sampson, and my online course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker, does just that. In this course, I'm going to teach you how to set up your film to engage an audience and build a community long before you call action. I'll show you how to approach critics to make them aware of your film like publicists do. And as a director of two film festivals, I won't just teach you hacks and secrets to reduce entry fees, but how you can use the festival circuit to create buzz around your film. I'm a huge supporter of diverse storytelling and film, and I believe the most unique voices come from indie filmmakers. That's who I've supported over the years with my show, Picture Lock, whether on TV or on radio. With as much experience as I've had as an independent filmmaker myself, critic, publicist, and festival director, I realized that most indie filmmakers just need access to the knowledge that big firms provide to achieve success. So in this course, I'm going to demystify some of the process and give you everything I know in a behind-the-scenes look at the sides of the business you don't always see. So if you're an indie filmmaker that's looking to change the game with your film's PR and marketing, make sure you check out PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Head on over to PRForTheIndieFilmmaker.com and get a free preview of the course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Get your film seen, build community, and become an army of one. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson. And on the line with me, I'm talking with Mina Sungwal, who plays Penny Robinson, and Ignacio Sericchio, who plays Don West, and the executive producer of Lost in Space, Burke Shapless. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, before we kind of got started, I was just saying how, like, for me, Lost in Space is becoming This Is Us in space because I find myself, like, tearing up or, like, yelling at the screen in every episode. Um, And so one of the things I've I've noticed in particularly, and in fact, Don West says this, he says, is something wrong? Of course there is (laughs) in one of the episodes. And I'm wondering, just in terms of the fact that it seems like when you're lost in space and you're in the unknown, uh, many of the decisions that you you guys make this season are life and death decisions. Uh, And so I'm wondering for your characters, um, just what is it like kind of always being on 10, always portraying that? It's stressful. I mean, it's true. These people live life or death every single day. And when you're in the middle of filming and you have very stressful scene after stressful scene, you feel it a little bit. But at the same time, it's very fun because when we can separate ourselves, but also have this 
excitement and anxiety and mixed emotions and up and down going through an extraterrestrial world. For us, it's very exciting. For the Robinsons, not so much. Right. <laughs> yes, I agree with Mina. It was very, very well done, Mina. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's very fun and easy to come in and out of it. And because we keep a very light, fun set, you uh, your emotions are constantly on the surface and you're nice and warmed up. So it's easy to get back into into a scene. I have to say, like, I'll be sitting in, like, a folding chair and wonder how they're possibly, possibly going to go from just, like, the friendly people who are, like, talking to me, I don't know, in between and take. And then, like, it's, like, action. And they're, like, weeping or flipping <laughs> out or, like, like, literally grabbing on, like, for dear life. And I think it says a lot about, you know, what kind of, like level of craft they have as actors. Well, like you're in a child. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> I think at least for me, I'm, I'm living out that, you know, like that six, seven, eight, nine year old Ignacio that did all that stuff and didn't his imagination. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in my backyard. Or no, just no, jumped no. off of trees and it was out of control. No, that's exactly what, it's exactly right. It's your, your playing. I mean, and if you don't, if you don't lose sight of that, Easy. It is. At the end of the day, it feels a lot like playing dress up sometimes. Yeah. That's my favorite question is always, "Do you want more? Was that big enough? Do you want a louder scream? <laughs> Do you want me to cry more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can I look more in pain? Is there something you want? Um, because it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, let's talk real quick about uh, character evolution because I think that that is something that makes or breaks a season and a series and at least for your characters and I know Burke you can just comment on this from like a higher level like looking at it like kind of like I do but both of your characters experience growth in this season as Penny is like wrestling with her place amongst this all-star family uh, and just finding her own value and then Don really is kind of learning to trust and look out for other people I honestly feel like he, he went from man child to man uh, but could you talk Talk a little bit about what it's like to see that on the page and then to get in that headspace and, and really walk through it uh, in your character during the season. Well, the way that we sort of approach it as a writer's room is we always go back to what are these characters sort of fighting with? Like, what's their demon inside? Like, it's more interesting to write somebody who, who's struggling with something than somebody who's overcome something by far, and it's much more interesting to see it. So we're always trying to break the characters down and make it be hard for them to be the best version of themselves. Like in, in this show, other shows, I think sometimes those are sort of family problems or like there's an economic problem in like a more grounded show. In this show, it'll be you're trapped in something like walls are closing in or Don <laughs> is like, or, you know, awfully, horribly murdered and is trapped in a room with like, you know, an enemy. And we try to like break them down and make it bad for them and then honestly that's what we do in the writer's room right because you can't make the audience feel them rise up you can't make the audience feel them have a catharsis and then what we have is sort of the magic of of their performance and then i just sit and watch and i get to see the magic happen of their performance where they will go from some place of incredible pain and then you see them like get better or come together. I mean, I want to hear you guys talk about it, but that's what we do is we sort of, the writer's room pushes them down and the right and the actors and care and the actors rise them up. <laughs> and then they put us in spacesuits on set and you break the actors down and it really becomes very easy. 
was a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'll trust you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and it is really exciting, especially because in reality, there's a lot of me that I see in Penny and there's a lot of Penny that I see in me. And having her grow up, be very close to my age and go through some of the things that I went through emotionally and internally, not so much in terms of circumstances. Um, but it's been an interesting growth. And I say that a lot of the time, some of my humor comes off of the writing of season one and now part of season two, because I've grown into this character. And as the character grows, I get to watch her arc. And sometimes it's, it's a learning process, whether it's, that's a very interesting way to handle a situation or, you know, oh, maybe don't do that. But it's, it's been being in the middle of it and being in her mindset and my mindset at the same time has been the learning. Well, so this character has, um, it kind of, because in the beginning, this character was way more extroverted than you. It shows you a side of you that you might, oh, you could be like, oh, I like that. I might apply that in my, my day to day. Oh, 100%. And I have. Become, I have. Yeah, you become it. wittier. You become. It's true. No, you become pretty witty. I became funny. No. Thank God. But she becomes. She's even more sarcastic. And she, I like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, it's true. Yeah. No. No. I, I think times, a lot of times characters are written and they force you to bring a side of you that you didn't know you had, and then you might acquire some of those traits and 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 you like them you like them for you you like how it, it made you feel and then there's other characters that i played where they were killers or assassins or psychopaths and i'm like i'm just gonna keep that locked up that <laughs> <laughs> in our show was taylor uh when we cast her we kept saying you're a superhero you're like the character in the hunger games you're like katniss everdeen you are so self-confident she'd always feel like but i'm not i don't feel that way i don't feel like i'm really like no, you are. Just turn it on and get on screen. Trust us. The way you move, the way you like say dialogue, it's going to come across as extremely powerful. So all of that vulnerability in her where she didn't think she could do it and then rising up created, I mean, I mean it's an amazing performance that she does. And she was the one who always felt like she was the furthest from what we were asking her to do. And you've seen it on screen. You totally believe she can like right, fight right. monsters and yeah. Do you know swim through the ice and all that stuff. and and run like two miles across a desert planet, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was exciting. So uh, I know we got to kind of wrap out here, guys. But one of the things that I really love, and I think it's because maybe I'm a, I'm father and I got a five and seven year old, and so like having a young family, uh, it's what what makes me tear up and everything is because you guys really create this family and that's family that's blood and family that's not right because especially with don and penny's relationship but um the robinsons as a whole um and even dr smith tries to get in on the action and all that kind of stuff so i'm wondering like you know just in terms of the the family dynamic and creating that on set it feels so real and authentic. I'm like, can you can you take us behind the scenes? Is how do you guys build that? Uh, I know that's partially writing, it's partially acting, but I'm sure you guys have a great time. Oh, we do. We share very similar values, but we share the core value, which is family. We have, you know, uh, two characters. Well, Toby and and Molly have kids. Then you have uh, Mina, Max, myself, Taylor. Um, well, Parker, we come from a very strong, united 
families. So we shared that one thing. So our hangouts were always family oriented. Sometimes you get to shows where it's, I mean, at least back when I was a, uh, in my early 20s, you get the show where it's all people in their early 20s. So everyone's kind of rebellious and trying to figure themselves out and they don't really hang out with you. Um, but with us, you know, we it didn't really change much from our regular day-to-day because we love to be around our family. And and we it, what's interesting about the fact that this that the show is very physical and sometimes very stressful and emotional to do is that we've seen each other at highs and lows. So we do know each other in terms of being that kind of tired, grumpy, vulnerable, vulnerable <laughs> person. Yeah. And we are so much stronger united because of it. And I think that it's really fun when we get to, be, to get back together after not getting to see each other for a while because no matter where we've been or what we've been doing, it just clicks instantly. And when we're doing stuff like this where we get to see each other for a couple of days, I mean, we become so goofy and all yeah. over the place that it's yeah. hard to control us because <laughs> we are yeah. a group of friends. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, guys, thanks for your time.